the content found on thebestdayever.com from David Wolf and New Horizon Health, Inc. is for informational purposes only and is in no way intended as medical advice, as a substitute for medical counseling, or as treatment cure for any disease or health condition, and nor should it be construed as such because that would be illegal. Always work with a qualified health professional before making any changes to your diet, supplement use, prescription drug use, lifestyle, or exercise activities. Please understand that you assume all risks from the use, non-use, or misuse of this information. Welcome, everyone. This is your host, Lucian Gothier, and I am here with Dr. Robert Marshall. Dr. Robert Marshall is one of our featured speakers at Longevity Now Conference. He is a fantastic resource for health nutrition information. He produces some of the highest quality supplements on the market today. He is here today to talk to us about the immune-supporting substance colostrum, and colostrum is something that gets talked about a lot in these circles, vegan, non-vegan, should we do animal products, should we not do animal products. Dr. Robert Marshall is here today to talk to us about the benefits of colostrum for those who wish to take specialized animal products and introduce them into their diet. Dr. Marshall, my first question for you is, what do you look for in a colostrum product, and what is it that you look for colostrum to contain, and what what is sort of the criteria that must be met in order for you to take a particular colostrum and use it in your product? Uh, I view colostrum... If it's from a healthy animal and it is from an animal fed good feed, it produces a colostrum product that can be a stand-in immune system in the intestine. So uh, one of the secrets of using, of being, staying really healthy is when you get run down, this is when it's easy to get sick. But... If you feel yourself getting run down or you had to work all night or you had some unusual thing, a hurricane or whatever, we all face these, um, my father used to call it lightning. So everybody has lightning. So when you have this lightning, rather than ending up getting sick, you can go in the pantry and you can get colostrum. You can get a stand-in immune system. You can get a, a reduction of the demand for white cells in your body, and this can mean an increase in red cells. So let me explain this a little bit better. Uh, all cells for the body come from the bone, and they're called a B cell, and they're differentiated white for immunity or red for energy. So all cells in the body are produced from the bone. They're called B cells. Uh, they're either differentiated white for immunity or red for energy. When we take a colostrum supplement, we can provide a stand-in immune support for the intestine. And for most people, eating highly heated foods or eating leftovers or eating um, uh, overeating, we will have most of our attention immune-wise focused on the intestine. Well, we can take colostrum and provide the intestine with a stand-in immune system, an immediate decline in the demand for white cells, which means there can be an immediate rise for red cells. So when uh, my kids were little, we used to go skiing, I would drive most of the night so we wouldn't miss a day. And around 2 in the morning, we'd get there about 4, around 2 in the morning, I was starting to get tired. And instead of stopping for coffee, I just reached in, took five, six colostrum capsules, and within a minute or two, I'm alert again. And this is a neat little trick that can be used, but the real key thing is 
the colostrum, really good colostrum, belongs in everybody's medicine chest because this guy is doing what no sugar-coated pill or liquid or whatever can ever compete with. It is directly supporting your immune system. It's the best. But we do have to be concerned how it's packaged. Uh, as we said earlier, if this thing has been defatted, whoa, we have a potentially some damage to the protein. We've lost the protein's escort. So this guy energetically just doesn't deliver the goods. But if we are going to have the whole colostrum, gee whiz, now what's the best way to handle it? Well, uh, you could freeze dry it, but this seems to have a tendency to to um, damage more of the proteins. So a low temperature air drying seems to be the best approach, at least energetically it tests far superior. And now the delicate proteins, the key sugars like N-acetylneuraminic acid, everybody's still intact. And uh, I think one of the good ways to say how good your colostrum is, is to say that I take it every day <laughs> because I like to exercise. I like to work out. And sure, you, wang, you bang your knee, you fall down, you do this, you do that. This minimizes um, the, the uh, potential injury and provides maximum uh, nutrition for the body to do its thing in taking care of that tissue, which is just a, a fabulous thing. So now we get this product, and we have it low temperature air dry, and it's ready to go. But now we put it into a bottle that lets light and air into it. Oh, gee. Remember, it had fat. And remember that in biochemistry one, you learn that the fastest way of fat goes rancid is to expose it to light, not air, light, that triggers rancidification. And uh, that work was done years ago by the Fraunhofer Institute in Germany, and they showed that the light you needed to block was 450 to 720 nanometers. The container for your colostrum is, we call it violite, it 100% blocks that range of light, so it 100% blocks the light that could make the product go rancid. It's a PET plastic, so nothing is going to leach off it, and um, it is also airtight. So we've got the air and we've got the light out. Wow. So we end up with the perfect carrying uh, package for colostrum as a powder. If it's a capsule, it really should be a solvent-free vegetable capsule, and, of course, that's what you've got. And to me, uh, that is essential with no, there shouldn't be any excipients, no uh, magnesium stearate, calcium stearate, any of these weird things. Uh, it should just be colostrum. And that's exactly what you've got. So day in and day out, you get the same benefit. One of the problems we have with most encapsulations is that they've used some kind of an excipient a chemical to get the active ingredient into the capsule. And it's just a little bit. So they tell you it's going to be just fine. But the truth is that over time, these things can bioaccumulate like mag stearate or silicon dioxide. And uh, we can end up with some problems that we don't even attribute to that supplement because it might take a year or two before you are experiencing anything and you may now think you need another supplement. 
when what you really need is something that's clean and not full of these weird, questionable, chemotoxic agents to get something into a capsule. And Dr. Marshall, as you know, David Wolf is a raw food vegan, and also people like Truth Calkins are introducing animal products very, very selectively. And for someone listening to this interview who is, say, primarily a vegan, or maybe even they are 100% vegan, what would you say to them in terms of introducing a selective group of animal products into their diet? Some some vegans I know selectively introduce, say, deer antler or fish oil. Would you put colostrum in that category as well? Let's just step back for a moment, okay? To answer your question, uh, you know, I was a strict vegan for 11 years, and uh, I feel that it seriously damaged my body, mainly because the food I was buying was primarily NPK grown. This is synthetic fertilization, nitrogen, uh, phosphorus, and potassium. And even these residues remain on the plants. And uh, my position with regard to staying a strict vegetarian has changed dramatically <clears throat> when I began examining the nutrient density of the food. A good example is the content of a peach. If I wanted the vitamin A of a peach of 1950, today I would have to eat 53 peaches according to USDA. Wow. So we have done devastation to our food, and hopefully David Wolf and myself and all those who follow us will understand that we've got we've to make another category of food. We've got to make some big changes, but between now and then, we need to keep body and soul together. To me, this means we have to make some compromises. And in terms of harm to uh, another animal, uh, colostrum does no harm. So if it does no harm, then I feel that um, it is one of the more elegant things to use. Deer handlers in the same category. Uh, you don't kill the deer to get it. Fish oil, uh, here we've got to be very careful that um, the fish oil is is clean. Uh, the the um, the Norwegians now will no longer sell us their USP grade, so it's 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 a challenge with fish oil, and uh, uh, the emergence of things like um, uh, microalgae to give docosahexaenoic acid DHA may be a viable option to steer us maybe away from fish oils, but again. It's very difficult from our food supply to obtain these nutrients, and uh, I would agree with, with David that uh, we've got to make some um, uh, adaptations until we can begin to uh, grow food that's NPK-free, that's pesticide-free, that is on to all four biofield polarities, that has the energetic um signature of food 100, 150 years ago. So uh, I do believe colostrum is a, 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 an absolutely wonderful thing to have available uh, in your medicine chest or even if you do a lot of exercise to consider taking maybe a teaspoon or more a day uh, on a regular basis. Okay, fantastic. And you mentioned, you know, the typical person who does workouts uh, also someone who might be run down, who's just, you know, done a long drive or you've just had a long week. Is there a, a certain type of person in general, say children or teenagers or people who are above a certain age, that they're the prime candidate for taking colostrum 
on a regular basis, not maybe just when they need it, but maybe regularly? I see. Is there such a person? You ask such good questions. Thank you. Um, yes. Um, one of the travesties of the United States is that uh, our um, obstetricians and gynecologists really uh, are not schooled in the importance of breastfeeding. And see, the the reason that a child is born and has to breastfeed is that it you, the child needs another 12 to 18 months to conclude the growth of the intestine. But by then, the child would be so big that the mother couldn't get the child out. So you're born, but you still need this support. Well, uh, unfortunately, American medicine doesn't see this as a real important thing. And so women are not encouraged or prepared to breastfeed. So I'd say you're looking at a population that, for the most part, has not had proper inoculation of their intestine or growth and development of the intestine with the colostrum. And so now this means that certain things like nucleotides, certain immune fractions that normally would exist on the bowel lining are not present. So they're going to be much more susceptible to uh, being irritated by gluten or being irritated by nightshade plants. Uh, there's just so much more sensitivity for these people. The bottom line, though, is that they will not have the same kind of immune capacity as a person who is breastfed to term somewhere between 12 and 24 months. If you haven't been, then I think, uh, especially still in the teen years or childhood years, uh, having a couple of straight years of taking some colostrum could be an absolute boon. Now, as you're aging and you pass about 40 or 50, again, the bowel lining is challenged, first by not being able to digest that cooked food because you're engineered for raw food. So if you do eat cooked food, you need to take digestive enzymes. But meanwhile, you've begun to disorder the, the bacterial ecology of the gut. <clears throat> again, colostrum is one of the most wonderful things to promote a reset. And so people... In these categories, people that suddenly think that they're reacting to food that they never reacted to before, that is a, a, a prime candidate to uh, promote best health and normal immunity. Uh, these people can be, I think, um, greatly helped. Okay, phenomenal. Well, that's been a great insight into colostrum, the situations in which you want to use colostrum, and also the candidate for colostrum, as well as looking up the special packaging of colostrum. And we know that you know, everyone over at your company takes great, great care in how the nutrients are preserved, taken care of, kept in sort of the ideal conditions for our body to take and absorb them. And we really want to uh, thank you for taking the time out to explain this to us. Well, it's uh, my privilege. And, uh, yes, you're right. Um, at uh, Quantum Nutrition Labs, they have a little nursery rhyme uh, that was initially meant to uh, insult me, but I've now adopted it. I think it's wonderful. Uh, they're not allowed to make it if I won't take it. <laughs> we, we have a similar thing, you know, in our company. If it's not the best ever, we don't take it either. And so... <laughs> good. Very good. Very good. You know, we look at it and say, is it the best ever? Nope. All right. Well, where's the best ever? So we really, really are so thrilled to have found your products and your level of quality. And uh, we encourage everyone to try them out and, and really reap the benefits because they're they're just fantastic, fantastic line of products that you've got. And 
you know, I might add the colostrum tastes great. So you've got a wonderful flavor and taste. So don't be afraid that it's going to be something weird. Actually, Truth Calkins, who, you know, he does our elixir bar and he's sort of our elixir master. And he really emphasizes the use of colostrum in his ice creams and his smoothies to give it like a very round, some of it like he uses as, as a creamer. Uh, it's a creamer. Oh, yeah. sort of benefits. Yeah. And it's part of our Jane City mix, which is a great drink mix that he's put together. So we're really big fans of using it in all sorts of, you know, culinary sort of elixir craft that we have. Well, that's great. 